1: What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. That's
2: me, Ben, the plush host with the plush most over here. Although, actually, I say that, I think, or I know, people have been receiving their plush
1: trophies they, in the mail. They have been, they have been, yes. Yeah, so if you are if you are at home and you have received your plush popcorn, tro- popcorn culture one true host trophy, be sure to take a picture with it. Take a man, I can't talk today. You got it. Tag us is what I'm going
2: for. Tag us with it. Although, actually, also check the tag when you get the plush because we got custom tags on it. Yes. And there's like, that's it's different from the one sitting here on set. Yours will have like an official little popcorn culture tag
1: on the side. It's, it's so cool. It's really neat. It's yeah. really neat. I'm, I'm so happy with how they turned out. They're looking really good. Um, And, and in other another quick update news before we dive into today's episode, Uh, we are officially in Q4. We are. Which means we have our, our new merch off available which is going to be a vinyl record with an exclusive episode of popcorn culture uh like pressed into it, you know? Yeah. Ethan explained to me, Ethan the editor, that I kept calling it a pressed final record and he's like, like all, all that's all, redundant. It's yeah, it's yeah. like you don't need to tell people that it's pressed final because all records are and you know, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, they
2: make like a mold and then they just like press straight down onto it.
1: Yes, yes. Yeah. And I, I didn't I didn't know and I know that like when I was researching like where to get it, it was like, hey, we do press final records and I was like, that's amazing.
2: See the fact that they that the the company specifies it makes you wonder if there are non-pressed vinyl records like there are there like s- like scratched 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 uh,
1: I see my original Scrunch- thought and I don't know and I'm sure someone's going to let me know <clears throat> but my, my original thought was that the original record the way that it worked was was quite literally that the needle was was actively scratching the like yeah the the song into it as it played
2: i could see something yeah if if it's not a pressing then it needs to be like a sharp something like carving it or something
1: right like the original has to be made somehow how is the original record made that's because what we're talking about is what we're talking about is like the the precursor to you know like cds and such so it's i don't understand how how vinyl records came to and are in existence
2: it's amazing to me that at some point someone was like do you think we can trap like noise in this side of this thing i I guess it's not really you're not trapping the noise itself
1: you're you're like the pattern the the vibrations (laughs) the vibrations it's uh, that's unbelievable that someone even thought of that it is unbelievable that it works yeah like that that sounds are so specifically the vibrations that that they can be recorded in this way
2: are you okay are you familiar with the comedian nate bargazzi
1: i'm not especially well okay I, know, I think you've seen him before
2: we did that was the last live like a uh, ticketed event i went to okay before covid so okay. um and he's had a couple of like specials on netflix very funny guy would recommend seeing in person but uh over over on the talks i keep getting a particular bit of his that's popping up and it is, um, he's talking about how if he got sent into the past, he's not sure it would make any difference to the real world at all. Like, like, like there would be no repercussions because he's, he doesn't know like how to do anything. <laughs> like, oh, that's- like if he got sent to the past, he's not even sure he could prove it. it like, you know, they're like, well, oh, like, uh, yeah, in the future we'll have, we'll have these little things we carry around in our pockets and you can like call other people and you can like talk to them from far away and they'd be like oh show us how And like, oh, i can't i don't know how <laughs> you know like, like like and there's like th- then you know he says like oh they they'd want me to prove it like prove you're from the future like who's the next president gonna be and he's like i don't know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah.
1: can you give me a list of candidates i might be able to tell you from that yeah <laughs> oh man
2: it's but like stuff like that is like yeah we live in the future we have all this technology but i sort of feel the same way like if i got sent to the past you wouldn't even know i couldn't make any difference
1: (laughs) man i was i was thinking about this exact same thing It's, it's it's almost like if you were to if you were to find even like the answer to the meaning of the universe like if like if you figured it out like if you thought long and hard enough about it and you were like i've got it you think I, I, you think I, you I, can just think enough about it and figure it out? The thing is, you'd never be able to convince somebody that you did. Right. Like I think that that's the problem. It's like you could come up with the answer. The answer could already be out there. In fact, it probably wow. is already out there. And, and still, <laughs> it's like, no. How do you ever convince somebody? Because everybody is going to be skeptical of it. Somehow, yeah, absolutely, you're right. You're right. The answer is probably just out there. Right, it's right. just out there. You know, because it's it's like it's like any other it's like any other phase that might come through. So it's it's almost like like yes. when the like when the dot com bubble was happening. It's like the future is the internet. And I'm sure plenty of people were like, it's a phase. This is going to be gone. Things like this show up all the time. You think you know what you're talking about? Like I've been around the block. I've seen it. And it's like, oh no, this was here to stay. Yeah. This was here to stay. <laughs> this was a this was a thing it's, that was gonna.
2: It reminds me a lot of like um, health trends like Beth, my wife, follows all these different like nutrition and health uh, bloggers. And they I feel like it must be so confusing because each of them has like a different viewpoint about the best way to live a healthy life. Oh, sure. You know, like and and to to their credit, maybe it really just depends on what your goals are. And Beth just has many interests, but it'll be like, you know, this person's like a really good like runner. So everything on there is like how to like eat healthy to be a better runner. But then there's other things that like you shouldn't even care about, like what you look like at all. It's just about feeling happy with yourself and stuff. It's like those and it's like they probably both have good advice, but it's very different approaches and it's like conflicting information. And both of them are like, this is how to be healthy. <laughs> and it's like it's it's very weird, like how I don't know, like it it would you would think something like what you should eat, like what is healthy, would be something we've pretty much figured out in 20. 20- 21 as we're recording this right but like if you were to put down like if someone were to ask me why like an organic carrot is better than the other carrots uh, non organic carrots sure it just sounds like made up carrots how uh, anyway (laughs) these are not these carrots these are not organic like what are they mechanical
1: (laughs) mechanical carrots yeah (laughs) they were 3d printed using orange filament
2: the day you can we can genuinely 3d print actual carrots that which i feel like doesn't feel impossible to me i know doesn't feel impossible that'd be busy but if someone
1: asked me like i don't know you know like like you don't know the difference between organic and non-organic like i don't know why like
2: once i i think it has to do with like what kind of you know pesticides are or are not used on various crops while they're being grown and the type of soil you know stuff like that.
1: Yep, yeah. yep, yep. And then, and then of course even with that I feel like there's there's probably some type of cynical argument where it's like it's like really you think organic makes a difference? It's a label that companies buy. They buy the label organic. <laughs> right. You know, it's like they're not actually organic, they're not actually different what they're doing. They bought the ability to say it, you know, and like because right. because there's a there's a skeptic to
2: everything. There, there is. But then then part of me is like, are you like like if if you're eating non-organic carrots, right? Are you, That still to me seems like it's way healthier than someone eating Cheez-Its to choose another orange food.
1: You know nice, what I mean? Nice. Good or, <laughs> good, good other orange food. Yeah. Yeah. You could have gone citrus very easily, <laughs> could, but you didn't. Right. You didn't. No, I wanted a junk food. Okay. I got you. Know? you. It's like, so you uh, chose carrots.
2: Right. Cause like how, like it's, it's the ability. It's like you could be eating non-organic carrots and have someone telling you that's not healthy. You know, it's like I'm eating care. I'm eating vegetables right now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This is this is like I I think about this. I I, I've thought about this a lot because I feel like right now any type of topic that there is 50% of people are going to to, to be on on one side or the other of just about everything. And it kind of like have you ever heard the phrase like there's more than one way to like skin a cat. Yeah, it's kind of a morbid phrase, honestly. Yeah, I don't really like to think about skinning cats whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> it's not it's not tops on my list. If I'm being frank well, with you, yeah, like you know, I, I'm not I'm not here to debate different types of ways <laughs> to skin cats. Let's choose a different example. Yeah, but we are where we are, aren't we? And where that is is largely divided on everything. But what I think is interesting about it is that when it comes down to it, it's like everybody thinks that their way is right and the other way is wrong. But it's like, really, if they were, I just feel like if they were wrong, there wouldn't be 50% of people who think they're right and adamant that the other side is wrong. And it's like, can we just agree that there are two ways to do this? like, Like, yeah, like there, there are two ways to skin the cat why is this the example? Yeah. Why does it matter? The cat is skinned. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, and the thing is, is that b- because it's like 50, 50 down the middle and it's so hard to like trudge forward on anything because we're always like gridlocked on it. It's almost like, shouldn't the fact be that so many other people think like we're so determined to have like the, like the majority agree on something Yeah. that it's like, which is, which is fine. I'm not like saying that the majority shouldn't, be a way to to make decisions or anything like that. But it's like it's like, guys, there's a lot of people that think both of these two approaches, like, while different from one another, they both seem to have a lot of reasons why they think it's the right way to do it.
2: Yeah. And well, okay, so let me let me reverse it on you then. Is it it possible that the things most people are like that is it possible that in fact most people do agree on tons of things And it is simply the things that where there are two really compelling viewpoints that obviously then you disagree on like, like, Many people agree on lots of things, but you don't hear about those things because everyone's already in agreement with it. True. You know what I mean? True. Yeah. Like, Let's, you can't hear about a disagreement if there isn't a disagreement. That's a good But you point. don't really hear just about, like, everyone agreed.
1: Everyone agreed. I know. I know. But this is, <clears throat> like, I feel like people like to be on teams, you know? And it's, like, it's really yeah. funny because it's, like, it's like you're deciding which which team you're going to be on 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 any given argument and it's like i've decided i'm on this team you know and it's like and i i bleed these colors you know but then it's like what if what if this is why i always say alien invasion only way to have world peace only way because you know who then everybody's on the same team the world the world against the invasion against the invasion
2: that's we can all the humans can at least agree humans before aliens
1: right exactly and probably probably who's probably (laughs) probably
2: you say that you know you know there's going to be some that are like guys they are smarter than us and we should listen and we should let them take over okay they just know better
1: it seems extremely likely actually now that you put it like that that's there it would yeah we would we would all at first be on the same team and then eventually we would have divided feelings about the newcomers Sure. Is is I think probably how it would that's end up probably, going. Yeah.
2: But People like would normalize. By the way, you should read Project Hail Mary if you haven't gotten there yet. You know, just throwing it back out there. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um that makes me I feel like I just got spoilers. What yeah. no. I I, I, I feel so. like I had it figured out anyway though. So you, that's okay. I don't think you have it figured out. No. No. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. I think you're really
2: gonna like it. Okay. I think, right. Yeah, I don't
1: know. That, that's fair. That's fair. Now now we're just in in brotherly ramblings, Well, which is, perhaps which largely, isn't that what this whole show is? It is. It is. It is. But most of the time everybody listening to the brotherly ramblings knows what's knows what's the what's. People know what's the what? We've
2: talked about Project Hail Mary on the pop. Okay. Okay. And we've talked about alien invasions. Listen, Jay. And a lot about people disagreeing.
1: You know what? <laughs> I think I think that 50% of people are going to agree with you that we have we have talked about this enough for context to be provided, and then the other 50%, my 50%, the right 50%, they're they're going to be like, no, we did not have enough context for that. Well, I disagree with you, Ben. I don't think 50% of people disagree on everything.
2: <laughs> That's pretty you good. You see what I did? I see what you did. I
3: see what you did. You know
2: what? You know what? It's so funny you bring up like, oh, yeah, 50% of people disagree on things, except we've been sitting here, and you you, you say that 98 episodes into a 98 game winning street on the true host,
3: the one true host. it's not
2: it's not like a 50 50 split it's not like at any moment one person could change it that's a good point. You know what I mean? That's a good point. Well yeah.
1: so I say I say fifty percent of people are divided on many things. I didn't necessarily say fifty percent of people were divided on on popcorn culture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where where it's it's exactly like what you said, which is like when there's not actually a disagreement to be had, mm, yeah. And you just don't everyone's hear about at, it. <laughs> everyone's in agreement about this. There, there it is there there are no there there are no camps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Team Jazzy Jay
2: guys on Patreon, get your vinyl record. That's what I'm really trying to say. <laughs>
1: That's what you're trying to say. Okay, okay, okay. So the, the question here, though, because this is this is something that I've that I've thought about. So, what does the word culture mean to you as it pertains to like um uh like like so, like society groups people tribes. Uh, like like not bacteria is what I mean. Not
2: like bacteria culture, not bacteria, Not like yogurt.
1: This is not inorganic food. No, I'm sorry. This is not organic food, which still has the proper amount of cultures available because Mm -hmm. they were not removed by, um, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm getting this correct. Anyway, what does culture mean to you?
2: I think culture would probably mean like, uh, like accepted. That's probably the wrong word. Um, Hold on, I'm, I I I have an answer. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> let me let me form. That. that sounds like a large question. It sounds like. Um, uh- <laughs> It's a big question.
1: It's a big question. Yeah. And it's a big question for a reason, because I, I, I thought about it, uh, for, for quite some time over the weekend. And I think many episodes, many episodes ago on the pop, I told you about how I like independently came up with the idea of like religion where I was like, you know, it'd be really cool is if a bunch of people came together and they all sort of like decided like morally where they stood on things and then and then they were able to like band together and oh yeah okay (laughs) Ah. yes that is that that does exist and has existed just about as long as time has right (laughs) like they got there fast they got there fast so the interesting thing about it the other day was was i was thinking about this 50 percent 50 percent divide on things right and basically what i came up with independently again entirely on my own not to pat myself on the back or anything is the pope (laughs) <laughs> is the pope is the pope what I, yeah so i came up because I, I was like you want to know it'd be really useful what would be really useful is if inside of our culture we had like a touchstone you know like like someone who we decided is like the person and it's like it's like f- there's a 50-50 which means we just we just have to choose heads or tails we just have to choose which side we're going to agree upon and then and then and then not disagree on it anymore like let's just say right. like like this option has a 50% success rate this option has a 50% success rate we just need to pick one and commit to it and not and not dwell on the fact that the other one had just as good of a success rate mm-hmm. like we're picking heads we're going heads and this is this is like the way our culture agrees and what we need is like that 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 person who points the needle and is like this is what we agree on and everybody agrees and i'm like oh i think in a lot of ways that's the Pope.
2: That's like well, like the Pope does for like the Catholic church. Yes. Just yes. like this is, there's a lot of different ways you could think about different things. Here's the way we're going to do it. If you're part of our club, this is what we think. Yes. And yeah, we yeah. expect you to follow the rules. In exactly. That yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like every once in a while the rules change. Yeah. The, the, the views change and they have changed because we misinterpreted it before. Okay. Now we agree this and it's sort of like, it's sort of like as a part of, of that group, you then have like the person who like points you. And so what what I think is, is interesting. And I'm speaking about probably America specifically, but possibly the planet, because I think as time goes on, my, my leaning definitely starts to be much more in like a, like a one world mentality. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's like a, like a hot take on something, I, I
2: mean, like the the phrase "one world" doesn't strike me as like brand new, yeah. Or, of course, or like yeah. like "world without borders" or something, yeah, that's kind of thing.
1: I I think that that's I think that that's largely like the way that I think that we we could go with things is is attempting to figure out how to think more as as one big instead of many separate.
2: It's yeah. So to like zoom out to like a space example or something like ima- like imagining. Uh, a galaxy where interstellar travel is common. I it have a was, quick question about the galaxy. Okay. Is
1: it far, far away? Extremely. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah.
2: Can Everything in space is far, far away. <laughs> <laughs> it Tis is. the nature. Hence the name. Right. There's lots of space. <laughs> There's lots of space yeah. in space. <laughs> There's plenty of space in space. Space is big. Space is big. It's a nice feather in your cap. <laughs> anyway, if you imagine an interstellar world, like, or a, like a galaxy where you can travel between planets, and that's just part of it it would seem it would seem ridiculous if they were like oh you're from earth have you ever been to like um uh, China down there, and you're like, I'm actually not allowed in China, and they'd be like, Why would? Oh, wow, okay, um, what'd you do? And it's like, I just wasn't uh, born there when I was born on Earth, so I'm only actually allowed on like a small section of a certain continent. <laughs> sure, and, like, sure. Like, like, <laughs> I mean, it's not that I couldn't go; it's just that I don't have to land and file a bunch of paperwork, and then probably board a plane, not from like space, like, for, like on like in atmosphere
1: because a plane is like a like an in atmosphere space shuttle so right to speak. exactly
2: <laughs> like i can't can you like that would seem ridiculous it, it might you know? it might like in a world where you could travel to other planets that you were like uh stuck traveling to only a certain portion of north america on your home planet would be weird
1: yeah yeah right that makes sense that yeah. makes sense but uh, like i think i think for me so much of it is and i think there's a really good episode of parks and rec about this but the the idea is basically like uh like leslie wants to go and save like the animal shelter and in order to save the animal shelter she has to like take funds from somewhere to save it and it's like of course we want to save the animal shelter that's a great idea so we'll we'll, we'll take we'll take funds from here and the animal shelter is good and then it's sort of like oh but see now now the the food kitchen just lost its funding so it's like in order to keep this going, you need a guy to go tell the animal shelter that we can't give them the money or we have to find it from somewhere else again. And so she keeps, right. she keeps having to like take it from somewhere else, you know, yeah. in, in order to like, like find a way to, to keep solving the puzzle because it's sort of like you're, it's like a slider puzzle. You know, it's like one piece is missing and you can move all the other pieces. around. Right. But there's always one spot where there is no, no, no slider puzzle. Piece, right? Because that's that's how it that's works. how it works. Otherwise, it, nothing would ever move.
2: Yeah, and so I but, I. but if all the pieces are in the right spot, at least it makes a pretty
1: picture. If all that's true, yeah, that's a good point. So where, yeah, where where is it okay for that empty space to ultimately end up being? And it's kind of like it's kind of like anything that is good for for like this usually means that it was less good for for this. So like, I think that when I think about the world, I think that there is also like a finite amount of like wealth that is available. And it's sort of like, how do you figure out how to like more evenly expand it? Uh So to speak. So that like, so that it's all in all of the places. And in order to do that, I think that you need to be able to think of the whole world as one, like we're all working together. And, And so like in that way, it's almost like earth itself needs a culture that like, that it is like is imperfect but reliable. Does that make sense?
2: Uh, I think it does make sense, and it is. I mean, it's it's uh, definitely a very what well, like what's the word like a uh, community uh, driven way of thinking. Like it's you know because uh, as it were, like you know every given country is just going to be looking out for its own citizens yes. and stuff, right? And. That's what's going to be best. And, of course, the citizens, you know, benefit from the country looking out for them. So then they're bought into their own country. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like if you want to make a decision, it's like, hey, like this this decision is very favorable for, you know, like, like let's say Norway. It's like then who is it not favorable for? <laughs> right. Because I, I think that it, this, this would sort of be the idea that somehow, some way, it, if it's good for somebody, then it means that it was less good for someone else not always not not always not always because i do feel like there's there is a circumstance here where there's like an undiscovered resource yeah that could be available where it's like we have a whole lot of this and we don't need all of this because there are only so many of us here but you guys don't have this like we do and you have something else and and like that's how basic commerce began, you know like that that is the exchanging of goods that is the marketplace yeah um or or even like the reason for currency you know it's like like if if I had cows and you had chickens and I had enough chickens to merit did I get that wrong? If I had a cow that I was gonna trade you for some chickens, yeah, but you didn't have any place to put a cow, then like then it's like I might have value wise enough to allow the exchange to happen, but you don't need a cow. Right. And so it's like instead I can be like, well here's a certificate that could be spent elsewhere and that elsewhere is everywhere
2: right, right. like yeah uh, yeah maybe yeah other than like me making the trade and be like well i can't keep this cow so i gotta spend this cow the problem is if i don't spend the cow by the time the cow dies then i don't have any more currency and i just lost all my chickens
1: yes exactly yeah yeah exactly yeah. so like you know that, that cows make bad currency <laughs> <laughs> yes have been saying it for years yeah and people will listen eventually <laughs> um but th- yeah, I think, I think that's why I'm like, I'm like curious about this idea of culture because I think that in America in particular, I feel like we were like so we're, we were such a melting pot by our very creation mm-hmm. that like that there almost ended up being no one culture that defined all of it like right. it's it's too spread. it's almost like like there there are lots of cultures and they all live very close to one another but be- because not all people like are, are even familiar with the cultures of the other people in like very nearby places. It means that these ideas like can, can like clash together very easily Yeah, because it's like, well, like this idea is good for you for these reasons because of what you see on a daily basis. Like you walk down a city street, which means you see all of these types of things. And therefore you would like decisions allocated towards the things that you see on a daily basis. And that makes sense. Like, what other area to put energy into than the things that you know that need solving. Right. But then meanwhile, if like I, on the flip side of things, like I walk down like a, like a cornfield every day and that is what I see. Then as a result, it's like you taking those resources and putting them over there. It's sort of like that doesn't take into consideration the cornfield. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and so it's like, What's tricky about that is that those are two very different cultures that can live within miles of one another. Sure. But completely different outlooks when it comes to life entirely. Right. And so what would be what would be interesting to me is if is if there was some way to almost like better hmm, like it's like my mind goes to like level the playing field. It goes to it's uh, not,
2: I don't think it necessarily has to like try and level the playing field. Like you're never going to have a situation where everyone exists in the, on the exact same like field, right. you know, like there will always be differences based on like where, where you live and what the geology of that place is and what the weather is and stuff like that. Like it's never going to be exactly the same, but you like want to try and cultivate a culture where everyone is working for the greatest amount of good for everyone. Um, and i'm not sure if that's like you know like collectivism or something like that yeah collectivism Mm. is
1: probably a good way to look at it but
2: it doesn't necessarily even just like just have to be that i think what a lot of people i think it comes down to like two really big things and um one is like i think we've talked about this before is like looking for like the uh like the the what is the win-win scenario in any given thing so it's like yes i have to take from here to give to there. And that makes it worse for these people, but better for these people. Like that's very like win loss. And it's like, everything might not always be perfect. There might not be a perfect solution for everyone every time. And that, I mean, that's just part of life, but in like a win-win scenario, it's very like the way you achieve that is typically by just by trying to be very honest upfront with what, whoever the um, other party is about like what your goals are And them being very upfront about what their goals are. Like what is best for you? What is best for me? Because so often when two parties like come to try and like work something out it's very like cards close to the chest don't show them anything don't tell them what we really want because if they know all if they can see all the cards they'll be able to take advantage of us right like everything's become like a negotiation Everything's becomes a negotiation but it's like and it's like a very like we need to like win this thing but it's that's that's rarely the best solution like because if you know exactly what they want and they know exactly what you want and you're both determined for everyone to get what they want then that is always going to yield a better outcome for everybody because sure. like it's like you know and i think part of the way you get there is through like um a skill i really wish they could like just teach just endless classes on this or that it was like a much bigger part of uh american culture, which I know is not, but, um, it's just like empathic listening. Sure. Which is just the exact, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's like doing a lot more listening to someone else and hearing what their needs are and trying to put yourself in those shoes and imagine what would I want in that scenario. And then, uh, then returning back to like, what, what do they want? I can understand why they want that. What do I want? Hopefully if the other person can practice this too, then you can once again, uh, you know, more easily achieve that sort of like win-win scenario. But it's, you know, it's about not just wanting what's best for you, because I think that's the thing is like, people feel like, well, I can't only care about What's good for everyone else, like what my needs are important as well, and it's like yes, they are. But if you care about other people getting what they want as much as you care about what you get, getting what you want, because you getting what you want is important too, then that's still going to yield more for everybody.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's hmm. extremely extremely well stated and and very like well I think laid out and and so probably what I would come back to with like my underlying question would be like is is there a way That sort of like opens up the, the, the focus. Cause I, I almost feel like there's like these, these like, um, greater than, less than signs that are, are facing you and facing out into the world. And you sort of want the greater than sign facing you. Like, you know, the, the maximum amount of good is going to flow in at you
2: right like i mean i think what most people want more than anything well i don't know i can't speak for everyone <laughs> i know what i always feel like what i want more than anything is like a, a feeling of security yes. and safety yeah. right and it's I, I i don't know if it's like a product of our own culture or not but it often feels like the way to have more security is to have like more um like money yeah you know like the the more you can be like short like that 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 normally feels like that's what's going to like keep you safe.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and I think that in a lot of cases w- when it comes to disagreements between between two people on like a very interpersonal level and when it comes to change out in the world um is that your your security is being somehow taken from you. Uh, and, and so like sort of that word insecurity, it would be something in, on that very personal basis where it's like if you see uh, or if, you know, if, let's say I'm out to lunch with my wife, Allison, a very handsome looking gentleman comes over and starts having just a jovial conversation with her. It's sort of like the, the the literal reason that it's called insecurity is because now, like to myself, I might be looking at the situation and being like this person makes brings me a lot of happiness and I can see that this person is bringing her some happiness in this moment. And I am afraid that if something happens, then my source of happiness might go and hang out with that source of happiness instead. Right. Does that make sense? Like it does. It's like from a, from a security standpoint, you are like, I have this reliable source of happy and I don't want that to go away. Let's
2: see what you're describing is like a, a very like scarcity mindset. Sure. Like there is only so much happiness that can even be had. And if my wife is experiencing some happiness from someone else, then like, then that's, that's happiness. I can't offer her as well. Or exactly. Something. Right. And right. it's like, and like the, this, this is another, I think that's key so part well of it. said.
1: That's so well said.
2: Right. Yeah. And it's like, that's not true. There's like, there's, that's like the scarcity mindset. And I think that's what a lot of people just naturally operate on. Like I, and it's, It's hard not to because it's just like it's that feeling of security and stuff. But the opposite is, of course, having like a more abundance mindset and recognizing that, like, oh, this person makes my wife happy. And um, like we're married, so I can take (laughs) solace in that and know that that is a secure thing. That's a fixed point in my life. And if she's happy, that's good. It doesn't mean I will not be able to make her
1: happy. What's interesting about it, though. Is that there's like a very like almost physics level response that is happening in this particular situation where there's like an equal and opposite reaction
3: mm-hmm.
1: where it's almost like you can you might be able to witness this very positive interaction between this other person and, and, and in this case my wife. And like it's almost like because that very positive reaction comes from over here, then the insecurity typically manifests as a very negative reaction right. in response. So it's it almost to me feels like the like the natural order of things would would almost suggest that that is like um <laughs> that is the most likely way that this emotional reaction is going to to take place like almost like a- on the most fundamental basis from a very like simple animalistic standpoint it's almost like the way that it's supposed to work, yeah you know it's it's almost like if you go to like a like a like a group of lions or whatever it's like. That, literally is like the function is like if the other male came into the group, then it's like you are supposed to want the other male to go away from the group. Right. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. Um, but I, I think that we are smarter than that, I guess is sort of like the, is, is like the hope here. Right. In that they're in exactly like what you said is, is recognizing the fact that just because this positive experience happened doesn't mean that you need to react with negative. You could just also be positive and make Alice's day even better. Right. (laughs) By by providing
0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
2: Yeah, I can. I can. I'll share a story here that I always I sometimes feel embarrassed to even share okay. from college, but it was kind of along these lines. Um, so when I was in. Yeah. In, in college, uh, uh, one of uh, our fellow GMA member. John also went to Virginia Tech at the same time I did. Okay. And you know, uh, was probably, you know, my best friend at school for right. sure, which is, of course, no surprise.
1: Right, right. Yeah. You know, right. given
2: given everyone's history and stuff. Right. But uh, John was part of the architecture program uh, at Tech, and as pa- it's like, you know, like the best architecture school in the country. Go yep. Hokies, whatever. Yep, yep. Um, but part of that, the reason everyone ends up being so good is because everyone really, really cares about it. Yes. So everyone spends a ton of time like in the architecture studio, and as such, all of the people there become super-duper really good friends. Yep. Right. I remember this. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I remember that feeling of like, oh man, my best friend John now has all of these other new super tight friends. And like, that's not like the, that, you know, not that I didn't have friends in my own major and stuff, but it's not like this, like hardcore dedicated time you're all spending together or anything.
1: Th- there was, there was a very, very, very tangible <clears throat> difference in the college going experiences. Like watching the, like sheer and utter enthusiasm of these people who were spending all of their time in studio, like not because it was required, but but because it was what they wanted to put into their craft, right? Versus like the I felt like many of my classmates, which were very much like like how do I get the assignment done as quickly as possible with a passing grade, right? You know, and and it wasn't like it wasn't like I want to crack something with this research paper right now, like. It was just, I have a research paper to right. due on Thursday. So. I just want this assignment done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. Continue right. that.
2: Okay. So anyway, amongst all the studio friends, there was like one uh, other uh, dude in particular who, uh, his name was Kyle. And he was like the most other John Jennings person I've ever met. And I know you've met Kyle as well.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. I, was I mean, to highly- say Kyle is
2: the coolest person anyone's ever met would be an uh, accurate statement. It's, yeah. i mean it is he is exactly as cool as you think whoever you're picturing that cool
1: he is that cool yes he is that cool. and he was someone who i remember like when we, we started hearing all these stories and i was like i am not gonna like this person right this and, and then,
2: this was exactly it was like uh, of course and uh so yeah him and john were like super good buds and they would hang out in architecture all the time and i remember one night me and john are hanging out and it's like oh i'm gonna uh, we're gonna get kyle over here and i was like i, I remember this like tremendous insecurity like this like this like i'm gonna like lose my best friend to this other person or something right and it was like i remember like sitting in the car in the moment just like deciding like i can either like really dislike this person like like i can like it was this weird self-aware moment where i was like i can choose to really dislike this person or i can like choose to like Try and really like this person, right? And like not let this thing, uh, you know, like become like a huge insecurity for me that like makes me really upset, right? And like I was like, okay, I'm Kyle is going to be this awesome person, and I remember like sort of like choosing that that night. And the three of us just like hung out. We went to like four different parties or something, and it was like a ball. It was just a total blast, yeah. And it was like, and from then on out, it was just like anytime. I, you know, saw Kyle was like, what's up? And it was, we're just buds. It's so true. And it was like, I, it was, I, but I, uh, I, oh, I can like physically go back to that moment of feeling like I am choosing right now, whether or not your existence on this planet through no fault of your own will cause me continuous negative feelings or continuous positive feelings. Right. Yeah. And it was just like, and it was like in that moment, it was like, why would I ever choose to
1: have someone give me completely negative feelings all the time. Especially when you consider the fact that this is like, this is like one of our best friends. So it's like, if he is best friends with someone else, do you want, you know what that probably means? That you would be good friends. That you would be good friends. (laughs) Exactly. He's friends with both. He's the common denominator. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so true. And I had a very similar experience with Kyle, where I remember uh, the first time that I had met him, because I went to a different school. I was going, I had decided when I was growing up, uh, dad would take us like skiing. And so being the classic middle child that I was, I got into snowboarding. Yeah. You know, because uh, like I gotta do something different. Gotta do
2: something different. Yep. So gotta be and, alternative. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, man, I'm just misunderstood. <laughs> um but but okay, so the thing was is that we we went infrequently enough. So I started I went snowboarding for the first time when I was like eight. And we probably went like I would say like maybe once a year, every other year, eventually maybe every three years, like one time per season. So I never got good at it as, as like a kid. I I had done it. I had taken lessons, you know, done all the things, but like for the most part, if I was going snowboarding, it pretty much meant that I was falling down the mountain the entire time. Right. By myself Mm -hmm. because I was not skiing with you and dad and and Tyler and right. Like who could all do the activity (laughs) Right. At the same speed. And so um, when I was in college, I r- I remember thinking that I was like, this is like a critical life skill that I, that I- that like I never really mastered. So like I need to go out. I need to get a snowboard. I need to do this on my own and I need to figure out like how to do it because eventually my family is going to depend on me to be able to know how to snowboard. But like as if that was like literally an essential skill for like eventually being able to share with my family which i now stand by you know you know it's like
2: i'm excited you mean you mean your your family like your future wife and children or? yes okay yeah yeah, yeah exactly got gotcha. you
1: um just because it was so it was like something that like dad was just so good at yeah you know that i was like okay like this is something that i need to be able to do um and so i went out and i got a snowboard and and boots and and did all the things and my first ever trip i remember i was going with john and and his brother and uh and kyle <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> and I was like, great kyle's coming <laughs> and i remember like like trudging out into the snow and i was like i was like so nervous about it and i was like i'm like last time i did this i spent the whole day falling down and kyle snowboards whereas everybody else uh skied yeah and I was Like it's <laughs> like oh man this is gonna be and, and sure enough we strap into our boots kyle gets up stands up from his like off of, off of the ground from his but the first thing he does is a 360
2: just like stands up and does and he it. just stands like, up let's and let's go it. and i'm
1: like kyle and then he's like let me show you man and he is like the most patient person in the world and like truly fantastic and like is instead of like going just like bombing which he is very clearly capable of doing Uh spends like hours helping me hone your craft hone my craft like get get the skill and it was just like you're a good person (laughs) (laughs) like it was like oh man it was it was such a it was such an example of somebody who like probably had no idea going into it what the pre-existing sentiment may have been and oh man
2: there is nothing harder than trying to go on a skiing slash snowboarding trip and matching and like trying to make sure because like you want to just invite all of your friends but the fact of the matter is all of your friends probably don't exist at the same skiing level yeah like some of them are probably way better than you. And some of them are like, I don't want to be left out of the trip. Of course <laughs> I can ski. I went once as a kid with the Boy Scouts. Right. And you know what? Do you know what? That person cannot ski. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> it's no effect. That doesn't make them a bad person or anything. It just, it's like, it it's a really tricky business. Like what to do on the mountain. Because you want to go and do all the, like the really fun stuff that you're capable of doing at whatever your skill level is and you definitely and the thing about like skiing and like mountain biking and all those like sports like this is once you sort of like mastered like the basics and gotten towards that do it just doing the basics often feels so pedestrian as to like like why would I even come out here and do this especially because the destination itself is often like a very expensive limited time
1: access to destination yeah yeah, yeah. it's um and, and it's really funny because like i i got my i got that first snowboard that kyle you know taught me how to use yeah thank you kyle and um <laughs> i'm sure he's a listener of the pop <laughs> most likely Mo- maybe john maybe john will listen to this episode i like kyle you should listen to this episode. <laughs> fair, i think i think you'll like it uh uh-huh. you might come up um but uh I I remember, so I had that board and I remember when I got, I got my, like like I had finally gotten to the point where I was like, okay, like I, I have enough money and I've gotten good enough at it now that I can buy like a slightly nicer uh, board. But I always kept my first one because I was like, this will be great. Now, if any of my friends ever want to go, I'll already have like the board and boots and and they'll be able to just like hop on and go. And it has been like one of these things where I was like, ooh, this was not a good idea. (laughs) Oh no. Everybody who's ever used it is just like, I I am sorry, but I'm going to say it like, I think that getting good, I I think that starting to snowboard is harder than starting to ski. No, I would definitely agree with that. Okay. Because
2: here skiing is on two feet that are separate and that's how you actually move around in the world.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Snowboarding, snowboarding your feet are stuck together and sideways (laughs) and sideways, (laughs) which is not how you typically approach the world. Not really. Yeah. So, um, it's, It's like one of these things, best intentions was I'll have the snowboard for my friends. And realistically, I probably should have just sold it because it was ultimately just the downfall of many a friend's weekend.
2: Yeah, it was just like, oh, no, don't worry. You can come and you can come on the cheap because I've already got your gear covered.
1: Yes, yes. yes. And this was part um, of my argument. So not,
2: not only would that like often convince people to come and then also like try snowboarding, but chances are then it, you know, it's your snowboard gear, so it doesn't fit them as well, or the board's the wrong size, or they
1: weren't good at snowboarding, but hey, it was free. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. This is this was my going back to like my early Diablo 2 phase, it was it was phase. As if it ever <laughs> it wasn't a phase. Um but <laughs> My, that's,
2: that sounds like a TikTok. Like, it is a TikTok. oh its it is, it, is yeah. it wasn't a phase yeah, yeah like, me as a kid me as an adult <laughs> right
1: right um but it was my my like my my resting like offer to all friends at any given point in time was i will buy the game for you if you will play it for me and as a kid the game only cost like 20 dollars. so uh-huh. i mean like not not that that's you know i don't know whatever but um As a kid, I definitely thought that I was being like much, much, much more generous than I feel like I do now as an adult where I was like, like, look, I'll spend the 20 bucks and then you can dedicate dozens of hours to playing this game with me. That's worth $20, right? Yeah. (laughs) Like it wasn't a very fair exchange. Mm -hmm. But then I also think that the, the thing that I realized is that if you try to like force somebody into an interest instead of like letting them find their own way into it. Is that it usually doesn't go very far.
2: That I think is probably a very wise statement. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. This is, it's almost like in the same way that I really couldn't pick up snowboarding when we were just going on these like periodic unplanned trips with dad. I need, I needed to, I needed to do it on my own. Yeah. Get out there. Get out there. Get my first Enigma.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's a Diablo 2
1: reference. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, okay so Jay I have I have a question here okay to kind of change topics because you have listed under your uh, wick of the peak yeah my book of the peak the tv show not squid wars not squid wars but squid game squid game so okay I'm curious about this because I I still haven't watched it yet um and I I will watch it. it I at this point in time I'm just I'm just sort of in like a holding pattern but I'm curious about it because you specifically told me that in watching this show it has sparked many a conversations between beth and yourself yeah and i'm i'm curious about that like i know the premise of the show and as someone who hasn't seen it i'm going to lay out to the best of my knowledge what the premise of the show is and that way that way we have some type of marker for what shouldn't be spoilers? Right. Like uh, this
2: is just what you've simply been able to gleam and infer from general, general existence near the internet.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So so general context, the best of my understanding is, is some version of it is a group of people who are either in debt or it's a game show and there is money involved. The catch being that losing the game is death that is that is correct okay okay yeah so all that being that being said that being the groundwork me assuming i didn't just spoil anything for anybody because i also haven't seen it so i'm in the same camp as you is there anything specifically about the show that you have talked about that could be interesting as a discussion topic (laughs) because I i already feel like I'm going to want to bite on this.
2: I think I definitely think you I, I'm sure you will have many a discussion topic. The The question that I have like watching it the, or that I think many people will have watching throughout the show is like, why is the squid game happening at all? OK, like what is the point of the squid game? Um, because it's not clear why it's being held at all (laughs) okay for uh a majority of the show
1: okay so is is there any chance and this is me just just jumping to conclusions here is there any chance that the the metaphor of the show is basically that people are committing their lives to creating this lifestyle of probably some version of consumerism meets debt meets never actually living your life hard stop
2: it okay, so well, okay. There, I, I don't want to like, I don't want to like spoil anything too terribly difficult, but basically, all the people that get recruited into the game are indeed people who are insanely in debt or who have otherwise like basically no effect in the world. Like, one, like, um, maybe you got sent to you know prison when you were 13 and you got out when you were 30, and you know, all of your family is gone, and who are you in the world? okay you know like th- there's th- you don't you may as well not exist oof kind of thing okay sort of stuff so, so like um so so maybe in nothing to lose well yeah basically yeah they're in a very nothing to lose situation everything to gain situation and it's so everything to gain that they're willing to basically risk their life to okay. play but so one of the very interesting uh caveats that is introduced very early in the show. Not, I really don't think this is like spoilering anything. Is that um, if the majority of the players vote to end the game, everyone can go home. Interesting. And that is a really interesting wrinkle because, like, you they tell you about it like right away. And of course, as soon as they get there, like they're not told what being eliminated from the game necessarily means. Okay. So everyone goes through and you know plays the first game or whatever where upon you know immediately just a ton of people die. okay <laughs> which I again, I think this is that's not really spoiling anything. Um, so then they decide they're like then, then all the people are like, hey, wait a minute, maybe we should have that vote. And then they're like, very well, very well, absolutely, you can of course vote. Now that the first game is over, though, before you vote, let us tell you the amount of prize money on the table right now. And then they tell them what the prize money is. And, like, as soon as they look up, and they're also like, and don't forget what it was like on the outside. Like, you had nothing, and this is what you could have by playing the game. Is it really like more worth it to be out there struggling than in here where maybe you could walk away with something okay yeah okay and so this is this is the crazy thing and Uh, again it's it's it's, i don't i don't don't super want it's like i don't want to spoil stuff but if i want to be able to talk about if you're if you're very if you don't want any sort of spoiler anything at all um then you know you can just pause fast forward for like five minutes or something okay Uh, but Good, good heads up, but I will, I'm going to, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about what happens for the sake of it. So indeed, after the first round, they have the vote and they do vote to go home. Okay. And then of course the, like the people running the game are very much like unconcerned at all, which you're like, well, this is like a lot of organization to get everybody here. Right. You know, so before they leave, they're like, now you're leaving, but if enough people decide they want to come back, we can resume the games. And then you're like, well, that. Like, who would ever? Who would ever? But then they show you everyone out in the real life. Like everyone returns to their real life for like a day. And it's like, this is where the show gets very interesting. Because now it's not that they got like abducted or chose or something. Now they literally chose to leave. And it's whether or not they choose to come back. Oh, and that's it's fascinating. Because like, then, then they're there like very much by choice. And it's like this weird like, what is the relationship like between like money and your ability to do anything in the world. And like, if you're so far in debt, it could be so crippling as to like it, it it might be more worth it to you to like die, to take that chance, to take that chance.
3: Holy
1: cow. Okay. That's, that is, it's pretty, it's pretty fascinating. And I, I think more than it makes me curious about the show itself and the specific plot and like who might win uh, you know, who are, or who's in charge. it It does make me wonder what the the what the metaphor is supposed to be suggesting the game is, right. And because I, I feel like listening to that, my mind immediately goes to this thought of you should walk away from the game. You should understand that there is a way to exist that is better than that risk. Like the risk isn't worth it. But it makes me wonder, in my life, what would I be asked to walk away from? And like, what would, what would I like, like, Am assuming, assuming the idea is that it's supposed to suggest that we are, we are in the game. All of us, society is in the game. We're all in the game. That's- I think
2: it might be suggesting that like, you probably are unaware of like your own privilege or like what the like true feeling of like, or what the the real true like power of debt is. Okay. And like how like inescapable it can like be or feel. Yeah. And or like not just feel, but just how inescapable it might it might really be despite you being like like a good person who tried hard who um just made a few mistakes. Right. Yeah. So right. it examines that question a lot. I can't get too much more into like the why of the games without like really spoiling stuff okay so um or or into like some of the later episode stuff that would also be interesting to talk about so i will uh i would love to revisit this uh topic ...at a later date after you have watched the entire show. So that's probably going to take a while, I imagine. But just as a homework assignment, if people want to go watch Squid Game, we will eventually revisit it and talk about it. Although, fair warning, it is uh, definitely not a family-friendly show. Uh, It is violent and bloody, and I would not watch it with your kids... But if you are old enough to watch it and you don't mind that kind of stuff, um, it's not like it's not like super gruesome or anything like that.
1: Sure, sure, sure. But I mean, it's 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 pretty it's pretty um, heavy, heavy, heavy. It is heavy themes. And there are people dying a lot. It does. It does make me. I would say this portion of conversation is far and away the thing that has made me the most interested in going and watching it. Okay, like to the point where I think I would almost watch it without Alice. If that was the requirement, because normally we don't ever watch anything without the other. Okay. Um. So, but this would be one where I, I'd be kind of, I'd be kind of curious about. I'm it. very curious. I, I'm
2: very curious.
1: I think, I think it's immensely interesting. And I think very, very similar to the television series, black mirror, which I felt like always I had to consume in like bite sized oh, pieces. Yeah.
2: You can't sit down and watch. You can't like binge black mirror.
1: No, you can't. No. And it's, I mean, like, I think that there are episodes I watched, five years ago that like I'm still chewing on. Right. You know, like, oh man, it's like they're, they're such good thought experiments. Um, okay. Okay. That's good to know. Is there something lighter that we have on our list here today that we can, that we can close out this episode of the pop with? Because, okay, you have something written down here, barely broken things that make you adjust to a very weird status quo. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What What is barely broken? Jay barely like just,
2: this, this is something that I feel like as a, is just like very much part of adulthood is I think growing up, maybe I was like ignorant of the fact that of, like, of the things mom and dad were doing to keep like everything in the house running. Like it just always seemed like everything just like works and runs. It's yeah. not really a big problem or something, or it's not that much of a concern because it's not my responsibility whether or not the, uh, the things run. Sure. You know, it doesn't affect me. Well, it mean that much. <laughs> I'm just a kid. <laughs> I'm, not,
1: I'm just a kid. <laughs> I'm just a kid. But so... Now it's, with that one-way thinking. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh, there's... there. So uh, what I mean is when something is, like, really broken, it's very clear that you need to replace it or heavily focus on uh, fixing it. But, like, if something is just sort of, like, barely broken... It's very easy to just be like, well, I'll just deal with it. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I have a, like, my pantry door at the moment. I don't know if it's just, like, a product of the house settling a little bit or... I, maybe some like humidity in the air or something, but it's definitely just started like when I open it, it'll just scrape the ground a little bit and sometimes it'll get full on like stuck and you got to give it like a little tug. Okay, and really no reason it should suddenly be touching the ground doesn't seem like right you right. didn't used to touch the ground. It's a door. It's screwed to the wall. What's happening? Don't know. It's a little bit annoying. You got leaky hinges. No, it's definitely not leaky hinges. It's a a leaky
1: hinge. I don't think it's a leaky hinge. If I've ever heard of it, a leaky hinge. (laughs) What does that even mean? (laughs) It means a hinge that's leaking. It means exactly what it sounds like. It's not a leaking hinge. Okay. 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 If you say so. Anyway. I would check the carburetor. (laughs) On the door.
3: Yeah. (laughs) On the door. (laughs)
1: On the door. (laughs) Probably. So it's
2: like now I just, I realized one day that when I went to open the pantry, I just like like had completely adjusted to just like give it like to open it and then time where the stick would be and just like my hand naturally gave it a little extra tug. Okay. And it was like, now it's no problem. But it was like, now I've just completely adapted to the problem. Yeah. This is the new status quo. Rather than the door being fixed I have just adapted to the problem. Right. It continues to be a problem. Like my garage door, very similar thing. I have no idea what's going on with the garage door. But. Leaky hinge. Not. (laughs) The button when you press it, like I have to hold the button the entire time the garage door goes to the floor. Okay. And I used to just have to push the button. And now if I just push the button, it'll start and it'll go and it'll come back. And I don't know what's going on. Like it used to be the case that if something was like in the way, like in the way of the laser beam or something, it would be like, oh. There's something in the Some, way. Yeah, yeah, something I get the way. You. There's nothing in the way. Okay. Nothing in the way at all. It just you just have to force it all the way down and it's this massive inconvenience. It's but it's it's not a massive inconvenience. It's just like a 10 second inconvenience. It's, it's a small inconvenience. Exactly, yeah. but now I just do it cuz otherwise the the door will be open. It's like sometimes
1: I have to open the door. What I have always found about these things is that I I feel like and these are very good examples and I I was like when you said it I was like I know I know that I've done these things and I was trying to think of like something, something very specific that like had gone on for so long. Cause I have done these small adaptations to something that was in the process of breaking, but like the fix works for so long and, and just well enough that it's sort of like, yeah, like forever, you just always sort of like bend it this one way and it would still work. Yeah. And so it was sort of like, like I just sort of, you know, I, I just, I just sort of like bend it. And then, and then like eventually it breaks, Yeah, you know, in like the much more obvious way. Um, but usually even then I can find another way to sort of like continue yeah. to, to just barely get it to work. Uh, this is, well, this is the problem is that like, like with the garage door, it's like,
2: I don't know how to fix the garage door. Yeah. Like I wish the garage door had a giant dent in it and, you know, all the windows shattered. And it was just like, I need a new garage door. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I could very, uh, that, that, I can, I can call someone to get me a new door. For some reason, it doesn't seem like I can call someone to be like, Can you fix my door? <laughs> like, obviously, it's probably the same person. <laughs>
1: it is probably a solution. Yeah. <clears throat> there probably is a solution.
2: Yeah. And But then I like, I will rationalize these other things. Like, I remember one day Luke going into the house pre, you know, when the door, when the garage door used to work and, you know, being like, Ooh, do you want to push the button? And he pushed it. And that was great. And then the next time I was like, I want to push the button. I was like, okay. And I remember him pushing it like 10 times. Like they're like, blah, 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 you know, and I'm like, I feel like what happened is one day Luke pushed the button a ton and there's some like built-in sequence that like reset it or something.
1: Oh yeah. And I'm like, I that seems likely.
2: It, I Exactly. But like, but also one, it doesn't help me fix it that much better. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. And two, like maybe that's not even the problem. Maybe it's just, is broken in a different way and now I'm attributing now I'm like I don't now I don't know what the cause is that he activates some weird reset sequence by tapping it a bunch of times in quick succession is there something just like in the way of the laser did the laser get hit and now it's like pointing at something just barely
1: you thought about that. it a lot I, <laughs> it's very annoying it sounds like it it it's sounds super like super annoying
2: because it used to work flawlessly and now it doesn't Okay.
1: Okay. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe we can both set missions for ourselves because I I, I actually did think of an example. So I have this one weird thing that happens to me when I get into my truck, it, my Bluetooth will connect. And for whatever reason, it will play the Bluetooth almost in this like dot dash, like, super hyper sped up in like incoherent way okay and every single time i get into the truck it does this yeah so it's like you know i'll, I'll go like i'll hop in the truck turn it on like my audible will auto queue up or whatever and, it'll be like, <laughs> and it's like it, yeah. it's it's very clearly playing like the name of the wind audiobook or whatever but it's not it's not playing it just so fast that you just have to like comprehend it faster because i already listened to it on double speed anyway so yeah like, it's, it's i can handle The speed, it is not, it is, it is, you can't, you can't understand. It's incomprehensible. It's incomprehensible. And the the solution is fine. You basically just pull open your phone, turn Bluetooth off, turn it back on again, and it fixes it 100% of the time. Right. Works every single time, but it's also a problem every single time. Right, but
2: you shouldn't have to do that.
1: You shouldn't have to do it. You know, it's like, it's a new-ish truck. Like, it is, it is not like, like this very, it's not even like, like like a new deck that like I had put into the center console, as like a, like a Ben Carlin type of like audio upgrade or something like that. Yeah. Like, this is just the factory ah. deck. And it's been one of those things where I've been annoyed with it before, but I've, I've tried to like, I've tried to actually film it so I can like send it to somebody and be like, hey, has anybody ever had this problem before? But the problem is that if you turn your camera on, then it turns Bluetooth off. Oh. And so it's like every time I try to like record it, it's like, no, you can't record it at the same time. So it's like, I'm like... That's as much as I was willing to attempt to try to solve this problem, but maybe, maybe what could happen is in the next week, I can try to solve my Bluetooth problem and you can try to solve your garage door problem. Okay. It's a mission. It's a goal. It's a goal. Anyway, if you guys are interested in supporting us on Patreon, you can do so over at patreon.com slash popcorn culture. We currently are inside of Q4 of 2021. What year are we in? Yeah. <laughs> when is it? Where if you sign up anytime between now and December 31st, you will um, have access to a limited vinyl record, which has an exclusive episode of Popcorn Culture pressed into it. Yes. Not carved into it. not, Not rolled into it. Not needled into it or however other ways the original source material record is created it will be a vinyl press record the vinyl itself glow in the dark glow in the dark which is pretty cool it's going to be the only way that you can listen there will to this be no port- digital way to listen to it no digital way no None whatsoever again it's going to be patreon.com slash popcorn culture it is the quarterly merch tier which is going to be buzziest b or jazziest j definitely jazziest j
2: well you yeah. know
1: Mm-hmm. Well, uh, be mm-hmm. sure to check that out. Otherwise, we're also over on Reddit and Twitter. Or if you have any feedback for the show whatsoever, you can email that over to popcornculturepod at gmail.com.
3: Otherwise, until next time, pop pop. Support for this podcast and the following message come from coriant